I've been running after one thing To find that part within that I'll measure up to something I've got a lot of dreams, but I was told I wasn't practical I couldn't measure up because of all my flaws But I know the wrong is the only stepping stones Life's the art of embracing these things Kenyon Murray, welcome to the Art of Podcast. And as we're speaking here, you have a McDonald's All-American jersey in the background. And I did look it up. Kobe Bryant was also number 33. So Kenyon Murray, Kobe Bryant in the same breath, which, hey, might not be too far off. You are an incredible, incredible basketball player. You've raised two incredible basketball playing sons, so much more than that. But before we get into that, Kenyon, start us off with a bang. Something maybe not everybody knows about you. You're this talented basketball player and incredible father, but something something different. Uh, I don't know if it's something different, but you know, I try to start my Friday mornings off with a Bible study group, and mm. I'm actually one of the younger guys in the group. Um, started it four years ago, and I was just telling the guys this morning how thankful I am for them just because when I started the Bible study group, I was broken. You know, there's a lot of things going on in my life, both personally and professionally. And, and these guys have been like another family to me and, and helped mend me, you know? And, and so those, those Friday mornings are, are something that, um, especially when my schedule is available or I'm, I'm in town, I'm always making them. So, so that's how I try to start my, my Fridays off with a bang. Oh, that's great. And, and what yeah. that is, too, is, I mean, you have to be around these people that, that, that fill us up. We can't do this life on our own. And also seeking wisdom from the wise. So you're going to the people, these older people. I love to do that as well. Love to be the youngest one in the room. Love to be the dumbest one in the room because then I'm always that's learning. Cool. I'm always growing. So that's I, yeah. I love that, man. And is, has that helped influence you at, at, from your parental perspective as well like you, you might be modest about it because you are modest and that's just how you are but you've raised incredible children you've raised two incredible sons that I know very well and then we'll focus on that too but I, I, I want to dive deep on just parenting and being a husband and do you think part of that is attributed to the people you surround yourself with these people in these Friday groups let's go in depth yeah. on that yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I had to work on myself as a man. And that was one of the first steps in doing that was really realigning myself with Christ. Mm -hmm. And then being around people that not only were able to pour into me, but were able to hold me accountable, to give me guidance, and then to be open for that. And I think by doing those things, I have become a better man. And in becoming a better man, I've become a better father becoming a better father, I become a better husband, you know, so it's all kind of a, a trickle down effect and, and one affects the other. So um, I, I'll say, you know, thank you for the compliment about being a parent, but there are a lot of times where I doubted myself and Michelle and I doubted ourselves, but I think you're going to have ups and downs. And I think people see the results of that in our kids, especially now with so much attention coming to Chris and Keegan, but people don't know the, 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 the dark days um, getting to this point when it comes to trying to be a good parent and provide and, and create an environment where your kids can thrive. Mm, so good. And, and you hit the two pieces that I think are the most important for if you're a father and you're a husband, that is to be your number one 
your number two or one A, one B, whatever it is, focus, and you do it so well. Yes, you've been through these struggles, these times that have been difficult, but you've been you've learned from those. You've been able to shape the way that you are, that the leader of the family that you are. And I, I want to go further on the the fatherhood piece of this and raising your kids and of course making mistakes. And (laughs) is is there anything that stands out to you as like, okay, I I learned from this mistake or some, some tips that you can give fathers out there? Yeah. I think the one thing that I've learned the most from, especially over the last four years is to be transparent Mm -hmm. with your kids. Good. And I think that transparency is something that lets your kids know that you're not perfect. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Good. Your marriage isn't going to be perfect. Every relationship is not going to be perfect. And if you can acknowledge that and put yourself in a position to learn from the good and the bad that comes out of those relationships, the better off you're going to be. And I think with the boys and, and McKenna seeing me in, in that vulnerable state and, and telling them what was going on and the things I was struggling with, I think it's actually helped them become better men through that. Because I think there's a there's a there's a stress or there's a pressure to be perfect, especially for your kids, and we aren't, and we're not meant to go it alone. And so, going to counseling was a big thing, and and we talked to the boys about that, so they knew and McKenna knew. So that wasn't a shock to them when they're like when I talk about going to a counselor and how good it is. Um, but I think the biggest thing I've learned is just to be transparent with your kids, because if you, if you hold it away from, or you keep it from them, they know when things aren't good. They know when things are going on. And so you're almost trying to make yourself feel better by not telling them those kind of things, even though they know what's going on. And so I just think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned is, is to be transparent with your kids. Um, yeah. From day one. And it, and it's hard, but Man. you know, I think, too many parents try to be friends as yeah. opposed to being parents. And I'd rather be a parent and have them mad at me sometimes, yep. but respect me and, and learn from it. That feeling when you are just recharged, you don't have any sickness, no ailments. You have full optimal energy. You are functioning at your highest level. You want to recreate that? Yeah, sure. You do. I do. We all do. And then you can times it by 10. What I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. So hold on here. This this is real. Hyperbaric chamber. If you don't know what it is, look it up right now. Look up Eleve Health. E-L-E-V-E health.com. It's an oxygen miracle. What it is, HBOT, the hyperbaric chamber. It's a simple and non-invasive therapy where you go into this. It places a body in a pressurized environment that allows extra oxygen to dissolve in the blood plasma and travel freely throughout your circulatory system, getting more red blood cells flowing naturally to the body's function. It's going to help you kill off any harmful bacteria. It's going to help you detox, increase your oxygen concentration, resist and fight infection, heal wounds faster, improve oxygen supply, reduce swelling, stop infection, lower inflammation, all while you're relaxing in the chamber. I I, I kid you not, this is what the pros, the top Olympic athletes, what everybody uses for the highest optimization recovery. This is called Hyperbaric chamber, 
HBOT from Eleve Health, E-L-E-V-E health.com. Message me separately too if you want to get a specific deal on this. Check it out as you're a sports team, if you're an individual, if you're just somebody who loves optimization, it will be an absolute life changer for you. And it's funny how that works because then they become friends because they respect you. And I see your relationships with Keegan and Chris and and you'll be working with them. So in doing that and seeing like, okay, you're going to be the parent first and the friend second, it actually makes that friendship stronger because they have this type of respect for you, which is incredible. But it, I want to get to the point for parents of the difference between coaching and parenting. I think this is where, I'll, and I'm not saying you have to be the coach of your kid's team. I'm saying that that you're giving them the advice and you're the one telling them like, oh, you didn't do well in this and this. But how, how do you separate the difference between coach and parent? Yeah, you know, speaking specifically from the basketball or, or athletic point of it, we always left things in the gym and that didn't come until later. Like we we always said, OK, when we go to the gym, we're going to work on what we need to work on to get you better in your sport whether that's a practice, a workout, or a game. Once we leave the gym, then I'm dad, and we leave everything there. If there's any conversation that, that lends itself to my coaching, then they have to initiate that at home. We, don't, we just want to make sure that we keep the two separate, that they can distinguish the two. And, and nine times out of ten, there would always be conversations at the house as far as them leading them things they wanted to know or even watching film and things like that so it took me a while to learn that because it seemed like i was always coaching that and i just wouldn't let things go but we found out that uh it, it was really blurring the lines between dad and coach and so that was a pat that we made with the kids mckenna and i are the same way too um you know at, at a, as a freshman or sophomore now she probably a little bit tougher and could take it from me a little bit more on the mental side than the boys were at could at that time, same age. But yeah, even her and I, we just leave it, leave it in the gym. And, and if there's anything that's brought up, it's, it's her. So, you know, and, and letting go, I, I had to let go when the boys went to prep school. And so really I've been dad the last uh, two and a half years, three years, because I was able to, you know, relinquish them, let other people coach him so they can get a different perspective. And what I found is that a lot of what I didn't think was sinking in when I was coaching him all those years has, has really sunk in. Totally. Uh, and so I feel, feel pretty good about that, that the lessons that I was trying to teach, they absorbed them. They, they absorbed a few of them. <laughs> oh, dude, of course they did. That's great. I, I, the, the mentality of leave it in the gym. So many parents need to hear that. And then you will answer the questions if they ask you. And as being a former stud McDonald's All-American player, it's probably hard because you're like, man, I know this game really well. It could help them, but they have to want it and they have to come to you. Love that, man. And, and you, yeah. like we talked about your, your boys, Chris and Keegan, will be an NBA draft pick this year. And Chris will obviously will be as well. But, hey, McKenna might be the best athlete. That's what I tell them. <laughs> you tell I, you might be the best – but but let's talk about Chris and Keegan. And when was the point that you realized, all right, yep, my kids, they, uh, they're pretty special. I mean, obviously they're special, but they're like NBA level special. Oh, man, as far as the NBA level special goes, I probably really – it didn't sink in until about midway through the Big Ten season this year. Now, I knew that they would take leaps and bounds, and 
we've talked about it and we've seen mock drafts, but it was a matter, especially for Keegan, just the way he continued to dominate the competition. Didn't matter if it was non-conference or, or big 10 games. And then Chris, I think just the maturity in his mental state, being able to, you know, step in and do the things that he needed to do, whether it was when Keegan got in foul trouble and he scored 29 and had 11 against Indiana, or it was to play a, a supportive role on the defensive end, you you just saw that there were things that they did, intangible things that they did that we know that NBA teams covet, whether it's being versatile on offense or defense, having a high basketball IQ. Like those are the things that really I I felt about midway through the Big Ten season. I'm like, yeah, these two dudes are gonna gonna have a chance. But as far as being special and loving the game and and knowing that I had two two boys that absolutely love uh, the game of basketball. It's probably 14 months when we got in the little tykes hoop and they were shooting jump shots across the living room in our little two bedroom apartment in Ottumwa, Iowa, when I was coaching Indian Hills. And that's, we knew they loved the game then because that, that would be two hours after I got home from practice or whatever, they just shoot and shoot and shoot. And yeah, man, they, they, they yeah. they're, they're two kids that just love, love the game. Absolutely. And I've seen those videos. I've seen the follow through that they had at two years old. And that's, I mean, you'd like to say, yeah, I taught my kids this, but uh, that's tough to teach at two years old. No, yeah. you definitely did. And what's incredible to me is like the humility that they have. I mentioned that, they, I mean, you have that, that just oozes out of you, like extremely humble. And so are they for what's about to come. Now, as you transition into the next stage of this and they'll be in the NBA and I mean, you'll be working for them essentially. Does, does, is, is there any fears or is there any like, okay, now I've got to change things up or does everything stay the same as your kids get older? Or are there any like things that you and Michelle have talked about? Hey, we have to make sure this, this. I, you know, I, 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 I've actually reached out to probably one of the best uh, business slash dads that's yeah. done it. And that's Charles Jeter. And I talked to, to Char, Charles at length, and a lot of people don't know that Derek Jeter and I grew up together. We played AAU basketball together. He was a, a really good basketball player, obviously a Hall of Fame baseball player. But Charles took it upon himself to, you know, be Derek's business manager. And the reason for that was to make sure that he could help Jeter focus on the task at hand, and that was being the best basketball player he could be. Obviously, there's a lot more things going on now than there were back in 1992, 93, when he was drafted and, and started in the minors. But the same thing holds true today is there's always going to be people pulling at them. There's always going to people be people wanting their time. And, you know, our kids didn't work this hard to get to this point to be distracted by anything outside of that. So Charles gave me a lot of great advice as far as how to do things. He said, there's, there's the business aspect of our relationship. And then there's a father son aspect mm -hmm. and keeping those things separate. And the one thing that I, that he did that I will do also with Keegan and Chris is understand like, Hey, as your business manager, these are decisions that we need to make over here and all the personal stuff stays over here. So, um, and for Derek, it's like, he did it to be able to navigate New York city. I mean, seamlessly, flawlessly, it seems at times, um, just getting, advice from him and, and having him as someone that 
you know, if I do have questions or the boys have questions, then I know that he's just a phone call away to be able to help give us the advice that he thinks will help um, not only myself be successful in my role, but have, but the boys be successful in their role as professional athletes. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely calling in a favor card uh, with, with, with Derek when it comes to that. That's man, that is gold. And we talked earlier about surrounding yourself with wisdom, with wise, like there's no better than Derek Jeter, the ultimate pros pro. So as you call Charles, I'm going to call you and make the boys mentors for my kids when I have them. So it just kind of, you know, it funnels it down. It works its way back. But what yeah. I think, I think you do a really good job of, you don't blur the lines. I think parents blur the lines, blur the lines on being their friend or their parent. They don't know which one's which or the coach mm -hmm. or the parent and now business and parent. So you let yeah. them know that you're not blurring the lines. I love that. Uh, that's really, that's yeah. And I think if you do that, it, it, you'll maintain the relationship, the personal relationship, because that's the most important one, right? The business one, you can always step away from and uh, have someone else take it over if that's the choice down the line. But sure. the role as father is always there. So you want to make sure that you maintain that one above all else. Man, great point. Great point. And there's so much coming up here, coming like exciting stuff coming so yeah. what, what really has you juiced up, obviously working with the boys long-term in their careers, but what some, you can even tell some like little detailed points or things that have got you excited. Um, I mean, just looking forward to as far as the NBA comes and what's coming next for you, Kenyon. You know, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing is getting them out there. I mean, they've dreamed of this moment and, and it may be a year removed for Chris, um, but I know this is a moment that they dreamed of. So as a parent, you're just so excited to see your kids' dreams pay, play out because I know how many hours they've spent in the gym. I know the times mm -hmm. that they've been in there and they're working hard because, you know, they weren't highly recruited. You know, they knew they were good players. And to see all that sweat equity uh, come to fruition, um, like you said, with the draft this year for Keegan and, and potentially uh, for Chris next year, like, that's the most exciting thing right now as a parent is just being able to see them live out their dream. But I think above all else, Michelle and I talk about, and, and the boys have embraced this as well, is how can we use this platform to help other people? How can we use it to expand on what we've done in our community, whether it's through uh, the nonprofit that I co-founded in 2011 or what Chris and Keegan have done with their NIL and, and giving back to uh, the Stead Family Children's Hospital in Keegan's case and to Special Olympics Iowa and Chris's. We know that this is an opportunity that we'll have to continue to give back to our community. And so Michelle and I are really excited about that opportunity too, because you know, as a professional athlete, there's a lot of doors that open up to you. And when you're involved with causes that are looking to, to make change within communities and within the world, there's a lot of people that'll jump on board with you. So so we're just looking forward to see uh, how we can continue to try and change the world in, in our, you know, in our little uh, space here on earth. And, and I think that's, that's really what has Michelle and I excited more than anything is the ability to do that. So ask yourself this question. Do you want increased energy, more endurance and recovery, metabolic health off the charts, mental clarity throughout the day, weight management and longevity? Yeah, I think you answered yes to every one of those if you're listening to this. And this is one of those things, if you know, you know, and that's ketones. 
ketone IQ from HVMN. Check it out, HVMN.com. Ketones literally are this fuel for the body which takes you to another level. I mean, it's it's boosting clean energy. It's not, you don't get the crashes. Your ketone levels are up for six hours. It's effective, safe, FDA approved. I mean, it's not, it's nothing that is going to hurt the body, but it's everything that's going to improve the body for killer workouts, for long runs. If you've got a big meeting coming up, I take sips of this before big talks, before I want to get in the zone to write books, before every workout. It is incredible. And HVMN is offering you as a listener 10% off with the code David at checkout. HVMN.com. Try this. I, I mean, this is mind-blowing on the amount of energy you will have and just how good you will feel in a natural healthy way so check it out hvmn.com this is ketone iq code david for 10 percent off and go crush your workout and life you know what I, i'm gonna tell this quick story of like how real that is like being around keegan we're talking about draft night and you know, he's got the the shoes we're talking about coming out. And he's like, yeah, well, I want to make sure that they have the charities on each side of the shoes, like to promote the charity and which is extremely genuine in who he is. And that's got to be a moment where you're like, yeah, I think we did a good job raising our kids. <laughs> like when they're talking about draft night and not like, hey, what cool, like, you know, super expensive suit can I wear? But hey, can I get the charities on the side of my shoes? Man. Yeah. I love that. The platform for so much more. You're exactly right. That's what it is. That is literally, and you're going to have a great platform to use that. Super excited for for you and your family, for the boys, Kenna, everybody that is a Murray. (laughs) But hey, man, I'm going to throw you on the rapid fire hot seat as we wind down here. This can be quick answers that come to you. Whatever comes to your mind, boom, shout it out. So the first one I have for you, do you have a favorite mindset quote or a mantra, something that you've lived by, you know, put on your fridge, bathroom mirror, tattooed on your eyelids. You got one? <laughs> well, I've got one tattooed on my arm and the other one is my license plate. So, um, you know, Psalm uh, 4610, be still and know that I am God. Mm. Um, that's the one that's really been, been our mantra. And then uh, on the same lines is uh, Exodus 14, 14. Uh, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. So both of them are really reflective of taking the time to pause, acknowledge God's grace in your life, and then allow him to guide you to where you're supposed to be. So so those are my two. Wow. So good. So good. And some of the hardest things to do is just be still, pause, listen, but it's the most powerful thing to do. Great reminder, brother. Great reminder. So what does that leaving a legacy look like to you? And, and I love this question as you have the family legacy and the brand, like what, what would leaving a legacy look like to you, Ken? Um, for, for me, leaving a legacy would be um, our ability as a family to empower others to be the best versions of themselves. Mm. And that can come in many, many forms, you know, whether it's helping someone out financially or helping someone out um, professionally, helping someone out spiritually, like leaving a legacy for us is, is, is helping people become the best versions of themselves. So they too can leave a legacy 
of impact on people from a positive standpoint. And, you know, that all starts with uh, our Lord and Savior and, mm-hmm. and making sure that he's front and center in our life because he's going to guide us where we need to go and he's going to put the, us in front of the people that we need to be in front of to do that. Man, you know what I love more than anything is when great people doing great things for a great cause get the platform. And that's like that's when the world changes, when people can see you, Keegan, Chris, your family, like this is what like they're gonna you're gonna say it and you're gonna live it, which that yeah, man. So props to you big time on that. Great answer. All right, here's a fun one for you. Three people you would love to invite to a dinner party to be around. They could be maybe players that you played against, some of the greatest ones, or just people you want to learn from. Like, who's coming to your dinner party, and what are you cooking or eating? It's funny. So Michelle and I were on a walk yesterday when um, I started talking about this, and she she nailed two of the three, Ooh. and she nailed the food. <laughs> she nailed <laughs> she every piece you better of food. than you know you. Yeah, Perfect. yeah, and he, and McKenna too. McKenna got got most of it too. So. Um, the three people that, that I would invite would be, uh, my grandpa Murray, who I never had the chance to meet. He passed before I was born. Um, my grandma Davis, uh, Roosevelt, she helped raise me. Um, I've always had a special relationship with her. Uh, I learned how to cook from, from her. I still cook some of her recipes and things like that. And then the third person would be Chris Street. Um, who's mm. my best friend who passed my freshman year. He was uh, killed in a car accident. And, and so those would be the three people that I would have to dinner. Um, the dinner would consist of <laughs> fried chicken, uh, mac and cheese, collard greens, mm. uh, cornbread, uh, some catfish for Chris since he was, uh, he was an avid hunter and fisherman. And then for dessert, we'd have uh, uh, banana pudding. So Ooh, I know most, healthy, most baby, <laughs> I know, right. Most of those are my favorite, but I think everybody would enjoy the menu. Uh, and, uh, we just have a good old time. And, yeah. and so, yeah. Yeah. You know I, 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 so, you know, I love those answers is because they're, they're family. The two yeah. people that are in your blood family. And then Chris was family and that's what you stand for. That is like family is the essence of who you are, man. So how, how can we all support, the charities, the nonprofits, follow you, follow the boys, just be big fans of the Murrays. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone wants to, so our charity is called uh, the LBA Foundation. You can go to uh, lbajourney.org and get information there to follow that cause. Um, the actual, the other cause that I'm involved with that Keegan's going to be involved with is the, uh, the choices network, which actually officially changed its name, its name to the living undeterred foundation. And that was started by our best, one of my best friends, Jeff Johnston, who, whose oldest son, uh, died from fentanyl poisoning. And Jeff Mm. has created this crusade of, um, bringing addiction to the forefront, mental health to the forefront and, and being a catalyst for change across not only Iowa, but we have a, a nationwide tour that just kicked off last month. So, so Jeff's nice. got this big tour bus that he's going to be going around. And for me, I'm on Twitter at uh, Peahawk Kenyon on Twitter, um, Facebook, it's Kenyon Michelle Murray. So yeah, man, I, I, I just um, glad that I'm provided a platform to be able to talk about these things and, you know, even if we help one person, that's uh, that's 
good for us because we know we can't change everybody. We can't help everybody. But if we are able to change one person and that person can continue on to change others. And that's really, uh, I think all we're, we're called to do here on this earth. So, man, it's so great too, because not enough is said about how to be a great father, how to be a great husband. And you were hitting both of those home runs out of the park. And I know you say you're always a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. But man, it's 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 awesome to see. It's awesome to see how how I mean the, the kids you've raised, obviously. So last question I have: drop the mic. It can be a one-word answer, two-word answer. This is just like if you ha- could give a piece of advice to somebody, uh, let's say a parent who is who is stuck. You know, like they don't know, they're worried about raising their kids. How are they going to turn out? Maybe they're getting into the wrong things. What would you tell them to be able to help them become unstuck from the situation? and be able to make their pivot towards their parenting, husbanding, just living an amazing life breakthrough? I would tell them, don't try and do it alone. I mean, we, we learn in Genesis that uh, Adam couldn't go about it alone and God created Eve. So we're not meant to do this life alone. You're not meant to be the best version of yourself alone. There's people that are willing to be there for you. It's just a matter of, can you become transparent enough and look inward enough to say, you know, I need some help doing this. And, and that really was the point where everything changed for me was when I said I needed help. And it came in many forms. It came in a counselor. It came in my wife supporting me on a different level. It came in my Bible study group. It it's come to me in you and Jordan and Mark wise being uh, three of the best friends I could have because you guys inspire me every day. You guys lift me up. Um, I, I love our little chat group. So Man. that would be my biggest piece of advice is don't try and do this life alone. And there's so many people out there that would, are willing to help you. And and I think if I could leave anybody with a piece of information, it'd be that or, or a, a drop the mic, I guess I'd leave him with that. Mike is dropped. Kenyon, that's an incredible <laughs> answer. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, brother. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. I can't wait to see you again. Soon. Very soon.